Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Castology. It's your very favorite day of the week, but only because of us, because... Monday sucks. It is podcast time on Castology. We're Castology. We review podcasts. We recommend podcasts. We do all the podcasty things just for you. I'm Liz Best and I am here with Nick Bleaker. That's actually surprising you made me second. Sorry. Zane C. Weber. Do I'm I, happy being third. Do I not normally put you no. second? No. There's a reason for that. Take the hint. <laughs> wow. There's not. I just look. This is the we're we're Does very. Does that mean that there's a reason that I'm third this week? Yeah, take the hint. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, this is this episode's going to be silly because it's later than we normally record, and that's who I am as a person. <laughs> I stop functioning after a certain time. <laughs> so, the first up part of this podcast is where we each bring a podcast to the table to see what the other guys thought of it, but we don't do that part till next week. That's how we work. That's you know. That's what you're here for. So we have a theme this week, and we don't. We haven't had a couple of. Th- we had daily was our last theme, but this one I've actually been waiting for for a little while, and I swapped podcasts a few times. But I struggled uh, with this one. Did you? Yeah, same. I yeah. I had probably two or three in mind, and then I realised that I'd actually took a podcast out of this section and moved it up, and then I was like, damn it, I forgot that this was a <laughs> week. We're doing medical podcasts. And that can mean anything as long as it has to do with medical stuff. Like it doesn't have to be stuff. Like a doctor talking science. It can be anything. Um, but I'm Zane and so therefore it does have to be a doctor talking science. Okay, and I'm Liz (laughs) and it has to be something weird. Murdery weird? Yeah, sort of. (laughs) Like strange happenings. So I'm going to go first then. Yeah. So I can explain what I mean by that. Uh, The show that I'm recommending is Medical Mysteries. Now, the way that I described this to somebody else when I was recommending it to them is that it's kind of like Unsolved Mysteries, but for diseases. (laughs) It's got a very Unsolved Mystery vibe with the narrator and the way that they talk about it. And there's two different people that chat and... It's a podcast podcast, and so uh, the the blurb. I'll just read out the blurb because it says it best. I reckon. It Do says, it. Doctors are among the best educated members of our society. So what happens when even they can't diagnose you? Medical mysteries brings high stakes storytelling and intrepid investigation to the hospital in a medical procedural for the podcast space. Every week we follow desperate patients battling mysterious symptoms from the bizarre to the terrifying as determined doctors race against the clock for a diagnosis. And I really like the idea of like, well, I don't like the idea that these poor people can't get diagnosed. That's shit. But solving medical mysteries, I find fascinating. I mean, the house got seven seasons from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eight seasons, pretty exactly. Sure. Eight. Yeah. And especially when you can kind of be like, look, look at all these fucking weird symptoms. And it feels really successful when you get a win as mm. to figuring out what something is. 
Um, so I felt like during times of coronavirus, <laughs> it was good to have a medical <laughs> mysteries where things were actually solved at the end of the mysteries I mean, occasionally. they'll be solved. It's just a while away yet. It takes so long, guys. <laughs> it takes so long. So, yeah, medical mysteries, podcast, podcast, get on it. Nick, cool. what do you got? You can go second. My, oh, wow, thank you so much. Uh, mine is called Bedside Rounds. Now, this one is a medical narrative-based podcast by a physician who started in his second year of residency and is now a qualified physician. Um, I'm going to pull a Liz and I'm going to read some of what uh, Adam Rodman, MD, who is the host of the podcast, has said about this particular podcast because I think it's actually a pretty good way that he summed it up. Mm -hmm. Over time, Bedside Rounds has morphed into something more. From an introspective position, the evolution of my podcast has really paralleled my evolution as a physician. Now I tell narrative stories, and yes, they're often historical in nature. There you go, Zane. Hey? Bit of history for you. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. if you must. <laughs> <laughs> I we don't only this like history podcasts. <laughs> no, there's sci-fi stuff as well. <laughs> um, but at its core, Bedside Rounds is the story of how modern medicine, whatever that means, came to be. It's no longer my hobby. I'm no longer a resident. I'm a medical educator. And I view this podcast as an extension of the teaching that I do on the wards, in the simulation labs, and in the classroom. And then he's partnered with the American College of Physicians. So and, he just yeah. is he just kind of storytells. Yeah, so about... there's lots of – so the, the the over the last sort of – because he took a break during COVID and then it's come back and it's become more history focused on like, I think there was one for the Spanish flu, which I think is the most recent episode. Um, and essentially it really does go into the narratives behind these, but the sort of early episodes are a little less focused on the histories of that and more along the lines of him finding a way to tell interesting stories that he would tell at like a cocktail party mm. when people are like, oh, you're a physician. Like what's the craziest story? And then it's him finding What's the weirdest stories. thing you've ever had to extract from someone? Yeah, that sort of thing. So, yeah. Can you take a look at this thing right yeah. here and stop telling stories? Yeah. Can you have a look at this rash? Um, so, yeah, uh, it's called Bedside Rounds. Um, he doesn't take any advertising or anything like that. He's very straightforward with it. I think he does genuinely view it as an extension of his of his craft, which I find incredibly fascinating. I considered this podcast when I was looking at different medical podcasts. I mm. hadn't listened to it, but when I was like getting a whole bunch yeah. of lists of podcasts together and then I was like... Oh, shit. Nick's finally put his podcast out. Well, I guess I'll scrub that one off the list. <laughs> feels Nick. Good. Feels good. Ruining everything. Poacher. <laughs> but I think mine's better, she says, having not listened to yours at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. What's next? I'm recommending the Doctor's Kitchen podcast. Like food? Hell yeah. Yep. Doctor food? Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, doctors eat. Yeah, they so, do. Great yeah. point. Good point. Um, so this is a podcast made by uh, Dr. Rupi Orjla. Uh, so he is a, a, a he's he's a physician, but his philosophy is that you can increase your health and help fight illness through eating the correct things in the correct way. Everybody has been telling me that I need to do this forever because I'm so sickly <laughs> all the time and I'm just like, yeah, I'll totally... No, I'm having Noki again. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah. So I was a little bit hesitant because I was like, okay, so he has 
He has cookbooks, he has things. So he's obviously doing this as a companion to sell things. But listening through his episodes, he does speak to legitimate scientists about legitimate science. Um, he speaks to like geneticists and endocrinologists and things about that. Like, see, as long as it's not woo woo, it's, it's not like, woo woo. Yeah, yeah, I'm into it. Um, and it and it's about the it it is about illnesses. Sometimes it's about healthy living, other times, and it's and the kind of through line is like how you can improve your life by eating to improve your life. Yeah. I find this kind of shit fascinating. Like one of my friends did this amazing diet health program where she got someone to just analyze her blood and urine basically and give her like an entire wow. diet and she you can do that she gorge she still eats a fuckload of food but she just dropped the weight like that just by eating for whatever her body yeah. whatever this person assessed that her body should be wow. having i know Holy shit. so i'm interested to listen to this podcast to it, see what they have to it say doesn't push Weight loss a lot. Oh no, um, and not it's just, like healthy. Uh, it's yeah. health yeah. though, well, and that's yeah, half so, the thing. And this is what she's she's done is that it's it's not because yeah. she's trying to drop weight. It's just because she's gotten healthy. Yeah. So some of the episode titles are like eating for the menopause. Yeah. Or eating for your eyes. Or how to reverse cool. aging. I want that one. And, like, um, yeah. and so that's like part one, two, three, and four, each with a different scientist. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So it's 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 actually really interesting. Yeah. I am super interested yeah. in that idea. I dig it. Fabulous. Okay. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, we will take a short break and then get on to the reviews from the podcast that we recommended last week. And we're back. And it's review time. It's the time where we look at what we reviewed or recommended last week and we either say yay or nay. It's where we judge. This, where, this is the judgy bit. This is mm. why it's my sentimental favourite. Get that gavel. <laughs> it's the judgy bit. Um, so last week we didn't have a theme, uh, but two of us did listener submissions and one of us did not. Can you guess who? At all. And so I feel like we should go with the non-listener submission first. Yeah. Yeah. So floodlines. <laughs> okay, meanies. <laughs> So Floodlines um, is uh, the Atlantic's first uh, foray into audio uh, production. Um, it basically goes into the smaller stories and the larger stories of Hurricane Katrina. Um, and the, rather than it being about this storm itself, it's about the people that existed within the disaster and then obviously all the different sort of waves of, of news and um, personal and professional dramas that came from that. What did you guys think? Waves is not a good use there. Yeah, no, um, this is, inc- for me, was incredibly compelling listening. Um, I thought uh, there's so much about Hurricane Katrina that I obviously had no idea yep. about. So from watching it on the news, I just thought, oh, God, there's communities that have been devastated from the storm. But realising that it wasn't so much the storm and an act of God, but it was horrible racism and Mm -hmm. human failure uh, blew my mind and made me actually a little bit ashamed that I didn't 
know a lot about it. I just thought, like everyone talks about Katrina just being this horrible hurricane, but it was, it was, there was so much mm. more to that fallout. Yep. One thing I really wanted to mention that I thought was incredibly successful that you don't hear in a lot of other podcasts, they had a really wonderful use of pause and silence. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, after saying things, they don't like swell the music or, you know, like, and before an episode ends, they just kind of let the person, let that last thought linger with you and have about three to five seconds of complete silence silence before the episode ends and I found that it's something that I hadn't noticed that other podcasts hadn't done but I felt like it really let the message sink, sink in yeah. and I haven't done this because I don't like talking about podcasts before we record but mm. I actually texted Nick to say I have not been able to stop yep. listening yeah. to floodlines it's um I think that technique is something that we are aware of and we say this podcast feels overproduced when there is zero silence. It goes straight from one thing to another to another. Yeah. Um, Floodlines is a great podcast. It is very thorough, very compelling. And how many times do we need to have this lesson smacked down upon oh us gosh. before we learn from it? Yeah. Everyone, America, everyone. I couldn't get over and it made me so fucking angry. There were a couple of times where I had teary moments, but... I think the overwhelming feeling was anger for yeah. me at how people were going, people are looting. I'm like, because their houses are underwater and they need to eat, this makes yeah. fucking sense to me. Yeah. yeah. And like lying about, like when one person's like, there was a sniper and where that, that one yes. army general guy was just like, sorry, when you say sniper, that's really fucking serious. Like actually checking rather than running with it. And yeah. he's like, oh, maybe I misspoke. Maybe there wasn't a sniper. I'm like, that's a big fucking misspeak. Yeah. 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 That's, that was the thing that I found. The thing that obviously translates a little bit more into this current time is obviously how news changes mm. yes. through the different like voices and the different networks that and are coming And with the 24-hour news cycle, you need a story. So you take whatever you hear and yep. run with it. And you run with it. And then you get commentary on it. And then that expands and it expands and it expands and it expands. And that becomes what people are talking about rather than the actual event. Exactly. And then they go and send in people to deal with the thing that's not happening, yep. which therefore puts the people at risk even further. I, this, this blew my mind and made me feel completely ignorant. And I'm so happy this podcast exists. It is so important. And this... This right here is why Ellen is not allowed to be friends with George Bush or yeah. anyone. No one should be friends with George Bush. I feel oh, like yes. the only reason yes. people are friends with George Bush at the moment is because they're like, oh, God, we feel so bad that we were so hard on you because Trump is literally the devil. He deserved it. That was horrible. They like, both deserve all they did it. Was, I couldn't believe all the, like, fly Air Force One over, waving from your fucking yeah. diamond-encrusted airplane and yeah. that's meant to do something. This is an anger-making This podcast, is horrific. But, but it like, is very... It is important. We can't forget It's so well-crafted. Yeah. I didn't want to say produced because I don't feel like it's overproduced. It's really nicely produced. They speak to the people that were there. They speak to the people that made decisions at that time and they... I just I can't speak highly enough of it. It made me go back and watch Beast of the Southern Wild, which if you haven't oh, watched God, it, oh, I need to watch that. Oh, I haven't yeah. watched that. It's great. Youngest Oscar winner ever was the the lead actress. I can't remember her name, and if it I was could like remember, Quivenzene or like yeah. Quip, Quip, yes. I remember thinking that is an amazing name. At the I would time. butcher it if I tried yeah. to say it now. There's also just as a companion to this uh, show on HBO that David Simon did called Treme. Yep. Um, which 
uh, was yes, yeah, which was um, I which is that really was pronounced well. Treme every time I saw it. No, it's tr- Treme. I yep. thought the same as yeah, like Treme. Treme. Um, yeah, no, Treme. Um, which is again another. It takes yeah. place like three months after. I yeah, think Trina. other podcasters should take note of how well the pause and silence is used in this podcast. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. This is the kind of shit that I produ- like. I dream of producing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like you listen and go, "Damn!" Like it's really yeah. fucking well done, and I'm so excited to go see do what one the Atlantic about the does. Oh, I mean, it probably could go do it right well, now. Well, and that's the thing. Like the the audio production we're talking about. That's like the final, the final punctuation mark on the podcast. This is great reporting and interviewing, yeah. yes. and everything else, uh, and then then it's put into podcast form so that's i don't think audio production is what's missing from other podcasts it's like great reporting yeah and, and writing is missing yeah 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 um and there's also transcripts for each episode if you are a little oh, bit sketchy so you can have a look at those um they're incredible resources so yeah really good recommendation okay let's go with zanes hey today super different feel and bloodlines. <laughs> um, so Heya Today is uh, another production from, I've forgotten the name, uh, Fable Gazers, um, who brought us Sugar Baby Confessionals way back in the day. So Sarah Mae Tucson? Yes, yes, Sarah Mae Tucson and other people. I'm sorry, I forget your names. I didn't put them in my notes. Uh, so basically delving into the life and work of uh, Regency author Georgette Heyer and exploring why she is overlooked when her texts are comparable to other novels of the time. They talk to celebrities about um, both the impact of Heyer that, that they've had on them or celebrities finding them for the first time through like book club things. Um, but then they also talk to people in the industry about like, why is no one adapting this now public domain work? What do you think? I want Nick to go first. <laughs> it's it's very niche. Um, I was absolutely fascinated, but there are so many experts on this person. I have no idea who Georgette Heyer is. Um, I'd heard of one of her books. They before pronounce this. it. Sarah May pronounces it. But she's like Georgette, Georgette Heyer. Heyer. Um, and it's really <laughs> interesting. She makes a point of getting schooled by all the Georgette. Heia um, experts over the course of the series, which I thought was quite funny. Um, the thing that I got out of this is that it's really cute seeing all these nerds come out about <laughs> this fucking author who, and I and I did a quick wiki, who, by the sounds of it, is one of she's the foundations to that sort of. She had way romantic. more books than Jane Austen, and yeah, Jane yeah. Austen is like considered the pinnacle in Regency romance. And I'm obsessed with Jane Austen. And yeah. I had no idea who Georgette Eyre was. Yeah, and so this is really. I, I mean, I found myself doing a lot of research in a good way, where it's just like, well, it makes who you want to go. How have I not? How have I not? But yeah, that, it, 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 it makes you question why classics are classics. Yeah, who like, decides this shit? Who said that? That Jane Austen is the. I mean, don't say anything bad about I'm Jane. Not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just her, like, but that yeah. it's this one but, person, and this and, and everyone else is disregarded more and earlier. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like I've got in my notes this week's reviews theme is shit that Liz is uneducated about and really should <laughs> be educated about because both of them I was just like, how do I not know this already? Um, so. I just said, uh, I said I'm a massive Jane Austen fan of and a fan of Regency romance, and I'd never heard of Georgette, which I feel really shitty about now. Um, 
<laughs> as a book nerd, this gets a huge thumbs up from yeah. me. And I and again, I'm going to say it again. And I said it way back when we did, did Sugar Babies that I really like Sarah May's yep. um, narration style. Delivery. She has a really um, easy to listen to voice, and uh, it's going to sound bad if I say she's well spoken, but I really like her uh, the way that she speaks. It just is really she's nice. Well yeah, very she's, pleasant. I know, but I feel like that's so classist to say that these days to be like someone's well spoken because like if someone's not, they can still deliver good information. But you know, you know who like. Um, I'll go back to my notes and I will tell you who is well spoken. Okay. Uh, it is the the host of the host of the host of Scam Goddess. Her name Lacey is Lacey. 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 She is very well spoken, and it's not in a classist way. Like yeah. she knows how to put a word together. Yeah. 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 I just really like the way her voice sounds, and I feel like she, her diction is really nice. I don't know. That's a weird thing to say about someone, but I really like her narration. Um, and I thought that they that it's well put together. Really nice, evocative music. You know, it makes you really feel like a. Regency time. I didn't get a t- chance to listen to the book clubby episodes yet. I just wanted to get a feel of the guests and talking about why have we yeah, not heard yep. of this woman first. But I think I will be going back and listening to them. I'm still gobsmacked that I haven't heard. Yeah. And it makes me automatically want to go and read it and then write a Regency podcast, actually, if it's public domain. Yeah. I mean, I... George it I am... Uh, this, uh, again, a little bit of something about Zane. Uh, back when I lived in Bundaberg and had nothing else to do with my time because I didn't drink or, or have sex with women, um, I went on a reading classics phase because there was a book exchange in town, so I would just go and get them. Of course. Um, uh, that's the only, only experience and the only reason that I found a Georgette Hayer and I read it. So what was the um, book that you found that was hers? Uh, I know I read it. Yes, I love that in one of the episodes I listened to, um, (laughs) Sarah May was like, actually, it's this, but I didn't want to correct Stephen Fry. And I'm like, you just did. (laughs) And that's beautiful. (laughs) Uh, I can't remember, but I remember when I watched it. It... It was uh, was one of the ones that's just... 30-something books. Just the name. It's Francesca... Frederica. It was Frederica. Yeah. Cool. Well, like, I, I honestly, I'm not shitting you. I would really like to be able to write like a podcast because no, has, is anyone doing, don't do this. This is my idea. <laughs> Stop suggesting stuff on it. <laughs> is anyone doing Regency Romance podcasts? Like, I, f- mm, I want it. I want it. <laughs> Figure it out. I'll do it. Okay. I've got, I've got, I've got I have, I have the Well, I've the got resources. time to adapt something. Coming up with my own ideas is the hard bit. Yeah. Well, you've just come up with that idea. So. Trademark, that's not canon. It's <laughs> happening. <laughs> okay. It's mine now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Great. I was so impressed with that. And yeah, this is, feels like a real education episode for me. I loved yeah. it for both of your recommendations. Strange Country, my recommendation from last week. It was also a submission. It was a podcast devoted to the bizarre, surreal and extraordinary stories that make America the weird place it is. What did we think? Can I... No, I, I want to know. I want to. I want to put a hypothetical towards you. But have either of you listened to? Uh, you, you've both listened to the dollop because I know yes, I recommended you've it. Recommended for Liz. Uh, that was oh, an old Patrick episode. Yeah, yeah. I may have in the past, but I can't say I have. Recently. Imagine the dollop, but hosted by women <laughs> and not so like joke driven. Yes. It's this podcast. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> see, really I just like thought it. this was MFM yeah. for weird ass stories. Yeah, but I think you're right in comparing it closer to the dollop. To be honest, yeah, uh, I went, I went and did the. Why are words failing me? 
Because uh, it's really late at night mm. and we're full of pasta. <laughs> the eugenics. <laughs> I did the two-part eugenics episodes. Really enjoyed it. Um, I By enjoyed it, I mean like it was like, ugh, oh God. people of the worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is great. They have a very fun rapport. Mm. Um, very easy to listen to as well. This is definitely something you can put on, relax and binge. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I did. So I listened to Don't Drink Bleach and Jemima Wilkinson. Um, I did have one issue with Jemima Wilkinson. I think one of them was eating. Oh, uh, no. I could hear it. It was subtle. They tried to hide it. If Beth and Kelly, if you're listening, please confirm, DM, whatever, that you were not eating. Because I feel bad to listen to it. I'm like, that eating or that slurping or whatever you're doing is really pulling it's me so out. It's so funny how many, how many podcasts I've listened to where they'll come back and they'll be like, someone sent us an email saying that we were eating. We're so sorry. We didn't think it was that obvious. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a And sometimes thing. you just don't. And, and occasionally and, yeah. when you make your mouth noises occasionally before we start an episode, Nick, I'm just like, please don't do that on air. Like, it's just <laughs> there's something really gross about. Yeah. Nick only makes us listen to him eat when we're not recording. Yeah, yeah. Zane he has notices to me that we've got bread. the headphones on <laughs> and he makes the mouth noises. But yeah, yeah no, you liked it? Um, no, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I think the both the hosts are really cute. They're ex, I think they're current librarians, ex-teachers, which I think is really cool. Um, the Jemima Wilkins episode was yeah. really good. Because former it's about, news reporters too, so yeah, they former. know about storytelling. I need yeah. more librarians in my life, I think. I, think I know. They're great. Well, the only one I know is um, my fr- one of my best friend's husband is like a librarian. Mm. Do you know Do you know Lauren and Will? You know Lauren and Will, don't you? Yeah. 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 Will's like librarian. Oh, okay. Is he? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he Does studied that back here and then now he's doing that over in the UK. And I think it's really cool. Like I just, I, I kind of secretly wanted to be a librarian. That was always like, I, I used to joke that librarian was a backup for me, but librarian takes so many qualifications that I wasn't aware of. I was yeah. stunned. Yeah. When yeah. Will was telling me about what it took to become a librarian, I was like, well, I had no idea you had to like study. Yeah. What I really wanted to be was an old a... book lady yes. <laughs> in a shop. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, look, uh, yeah, look, I enjoyed it. I think the hosts are really good. Um, again, I want to shout out the citations in their show notes. Is Absolutely. Excellent, yep. um, which is really important, I think, for stuff like this too. Super important to cite your yep. sources. Um, As yeah. the dollop found out when they got sued several times. Oh. Wait, really? Oh. Yeah. It, it was all settled. It was just okay. kind of like, hey, you quoted my book almost verbatim and did not mention it. It's very funny where Stop you can it. go back and see the podcast that like at the start, they're just like willy nilly. And then all of a sudden about two thirds of the way through, they're like, okay, so this was, I got all the information from this TV show and this article written by this person. Yeah. Because a lot of people got accused of plagiarism yeah. from just profiting off other people's work. Yeah. And a lot of people did in the early days of podcasting yep. because if it's on the internet, they feel it's free. Yeah, exactly. Or they're just like, because I didn't write it or publish it, then I'm yeah. allowed to speak it out loud. Yeah. But I'm like, not for other people to consume. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, no, Strange Countries, um, really good. I'm excited to dive a little bit deeper into a couple of the other small things. Actually, there was um, the one that I really wanted to get into was the four-part on NXIVM. Oh, it's the like Nexium, the Nexium. cult. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. with What's-Her-Face from Smallville. Smallville, um, yeah, yeah. I've been fascinated by that. For, yeah. for years it's so bizarre. I'm excited to get into that for just listen to the one about the weird jelly goo that fell from okay, the sky yeah, yeah, that yeah, was good that fun yeah, cool. <laughs> and disgusting yeah for sure I loved their theories though like one of the theories that was the most plausible was like vultures dropping they were like vultures dropped remains of stuff they'd eaten and I'm like there were like football fields worth of yeah, goo how many vultures, <laughs> how many vultures yeah, do you need to drop goo and how many 
human bodies did they have access yeah, to? Yeah, I don't know. but Because it was human white blood cells that was in the goop. Yeah. Right? I think I think it was human. But, yeah, yeah like vultures, a football field full of vultures <laughs> dropping goo on the land. All right, guys. That <laughs> That's a nightmare image <laughs> for tonight. Thank you. That's what you'll be dreaming Thanks, about. Thanks, guys. The next three days are sorted. <laughs> <laughs> guys, that's our reviews. If you would like your podcast to be reviewed or you just really love a podcast and think that one of us should know about it, you can go to thatsnotcanon.com forward slash castology. That's got a handy-dandy little form that you can fill out and put the podcast in. Or you can chat to us on any of our social medias, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um yeah, if you want to rate and review and subscribe, we have a competition going where if you send us a screenshot of said review, we will give you money in the form of a gift voucher for Farty. any kind of voucher. Gift I would just say voucher. Of a gift voucher at the same time. So I was like, voucher, voucher. Um, in the form of a gift card. <laughs> to <laughs> Now I have to talk like this for the rest. Of, this it. is how my grandmother who lives in Victoria, Melbourne and Turak talks. <laughs> she of goes, course. I'm just going to have a shower. And I'm like, a what? She's like, a shower. shower. You know, I do wash my hair in the shower. shower. Um, anyway, we'll give you Money. The opportunity. We'll give you money. <laughs> Please review us. No, look, the point is we have thousands upon thousands of listeners. And if all of you took the time to leave a review, which takes 15, 20 seconds, we'd be super fucking famous. That's all I'm saying. With the amount mm, of regular sure. listeners that we have, if you all posted a review, we'd immediately be famous. If only 10% of you post a review, it would make my heart happy as. And, and you, you know, can win that's money. That's a lot. Because it's a Liz. Lot. Mm. Like, me happy, the world would be a better place. I would make shit happen instead of raining down vengeance covertly. <laughs> I think we're dangerously close to an emission of guilt, so <laughs> maybe. Just let it happen. All right, we're going to go, but please rate, review, subscribe. It means so much to us and it really helps us. And we love you and you love us, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Keep mm-hmm. listening to podcasts and tell us what you love. This is Jones and Wolf monthly audio fiction podcast featuring original music. In our first season, we told stories about a heartbroken television collector, a tech entrepreneur in Washington, D.C. who developed an addiction to honesty, and a time traveler who came to our present to reveal the truth about Kim Kardashian. Now, in our second season, we're telling more delightfully dark and strange stories that explore what our relationships with technology might look like in the near future and what happens when they go a little sideways. Curious to hear more? Check us out at jonesandwolf.buzzsprout.com or search for Jones and Wolf wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, my ephemeral friends, thanks for listening. Uh, That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.